Peace, peace. I'm the God, my Lord, divine, my Lord. My, my supreme righteous name is Manifest the Lord, divine, master of law. My legal name is my Lord, divine, my Lord. That's what I commonly go by. When you say legal, like, mean that you, that's how you, you yeah. went through, through the legal system and all that, and dealt with that? Yes. Okay, that's I mean, how you go about that? I was just, you know, inside, I was inside, and um, I mean, inside of prison, and um, it, it, they provided the opportunity. Oh, they the provided the opportunity and they through that. Yeah, for, you know, the court systems, depending on what county you at, the court systems um, allow you to file and it, like some court systems might charge you X amount of money, some charge you a little bit of money. The county I was in, they didn't charge us no money because mm. we was incarcerated. So we just, I just took advantage of it. That's interesting. I mean, what was the process? I mean, how did you? Was it no like you just go to the law library, get the phones, fill them mm -hmm. out, and mail them in? Oh, so you was just like you was in, in the law library, and, and that you came across that, and, and you just decided, all right, this one yeah. go. Yeah. So we, those of us that was on that particular compound, we just all filed, mm. and it was that simple. I mean, were you were you amongst a, a bunch of five percenters or Muslims or? Nah, what? it was guards. It wasn't as much guards when I first when I first came in the prison. It was ninety five. It was a probably. A lot of like, say, if a compound held like twelve hundred people, it might have been two hundred guards. Now, was they all right and exact? No, they wasn't. Mm. And um, by the time I changed my name, it was legally it was it was around. I want to say, oh, two, from either from two thousand one to two thousand two, the population of five percenters went down, but the people that was five percenters were still were still in prison. We, 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 we get into that, that mm -hmm. science though, but I, I want to go a little bit through, through your history. All right. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Bell, about, you know, your, your, you know, your origins, like where you from and you know, how you came up. I'm from um, Medina. I'm from the Bushwick area. You know, I'm from the era when, you know, Bushwick had, it looked like the South Bronx. I mean, there was a lot of abandoned buildings, a lot of lots, you know, a lot of heroin being sold. So it was a certain level of violence out there. So that's like I said, I moved to Bushwick in um, 77. Mm -hmm. So I was out there since 77. And um, you know, that's that's my origins. I saw a lot of things as a youth that no youth should have saw. But mm -hmm. that's, that was probably the whole New York under Koch. You know, Koch was the man at the yes. time. New York City was economically depressed. And um, you know, this was like, so when I really came of age, even though they was always selling heroin and stuff like that, and crack hit. So I, my, I remember when Girl crack hit. Yeah, like 85. Mm -hmm. So I was 10 years old. So I'm like, I'm off the porch. I'm out, out and about. And I, and you seen a, a, a drastic change. Like you might have seen people, mothers that you knew mm -hmm. got caught on the crack. And um, you just start seeing they like the whole um, sway of just, you know, the neighborhood chains, you know what I mean? And um, so you got crack and you got heroin, so you got people always ODing because it was a, probably a practice at the time, you let a you let a package go out, they call it a smoker, they let a package go out, mm -hmm. but it'd be so raw that one or two people going to OD off the package. And then all the people that do heroin, they're going to run towards that package, they call that the smoker. So. You'll see, like, sometimes in the park behind a handball court might be somebody OD, things like that. So, you know, as a youth, 
seeing stuff like that desensitize you. Like you think um, that's normal, become normalized. Mm -hmm. So, and then, uh, you know, I'm like every other youth, I went to school. Like I never had a problem going to school. I actually kind of found school easy. So I went to school, I went to arguably one of the best middle schools because it was in my neighborhood called um, Philip Escala, School for the Gifted and Talented. It was like about six blocks down from me. And um, it was, you had to take a test to get into that. So, so like I said, that was, you know, school wasn't nothing. And, and then as I, you know, I progressed, I went to high school, you know, doing whatever I was doing in the, in the streets, you know, but I didn't really, like now people say, oh, I was in the streets, but we didn't really identify being in the streets, we just come outside. Like this mm -hmm. is like right, normal right. activity. I come outside, I know who I know, you see what you see, and you, you, you respond to situations. And you develop a certain way of thinking, a way of uh, doing things based off of you outside. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like it was being promoted. Like now it's like, especially since hip hop been commercialized probably the last maybe 15 years, like, you know, being a street nigga or all these, a bad bitch or whatever the, whatever terminology they use, it's been so commercialized that everybody like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm out here in these streets. And it wasn't like that before. You know, it wasn't like, like if you did things that, like if you wasn't into selling drugs, you wasn't into sticking up, if you wasn't into whatever, busting your gun, ain't nobody looked down upon you. That's just what, that's not what you was doing. Right, right, right. That became, like you said, hip-hop basically glorified that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I mean, during that time period, did you uh, encounter like any 5% did you my see uncle any 5%? My uncle was 5%. Mm, okay. So it was like, of course, my uncle was 5%, you know, and that's my, my father's youngest brother. Mm. So, you know, he had a certain style, standard of moving and stuff, and then, um, you know, but he still was in the streets because he wound up getting, um, Somebody set him up. But I'm gonna keep some of that to myself. Right, right. And um, he got he wound up taking like nine from a Uzi, mm. and um, wound up being paralyzed for about for a few years, and then he wound up um, passing away like two years after that. Mm. Yeah, but I knew I knew a few guards, but I can't say that they was um right and exact. I know Kasim. Mm. Like he the, the school like middle school, he's everybody across the street. I know Big Kasim. Right. So that's why when you see him, you always try to pick me up and hug me because he's like about eight feet, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, right. yeah, but as far as like on my end, nah, the presence was like the people that had the most weight was the cats that had the um, the drugs and the dudes that had the hammers. Mm. That's just for fact. If Mega did this.